Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. take a week off and I've suddenly forgotten how do podcast it and I don't want to ask anyone and I certainly don't want to ask Google because I'm afraid of what it might tell me yeah I think the returns on that would be pretty bad I just don't want any straight white cis man to tell me how to podcast (laughs) Yeah, if you actually Google how do you make a podcast, Paula Tompkins, like, comes through your laptop screen and strangles you. (laughs) My literal nightmare. (laughs) A dream come true for half of this home and a nightmare for the other half of this home. (laughs) So, anyways, welcome to Into the Twilight. Welcome. It's been a minute. Getting back into the groove of things. We missed you. In, In typical Mercury retrograde form... Um, we got fucked over. Yeah. I would say I'm still currently getting fucked over, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, Listen, cancer season is supposed to make Cody stronger, but... Yeah. (laughs) Not always, you know? Not always. It's made my, like, customer service, like, response voice maybe stronger. Being like, hey, please. (laughs) But every other aspect of that... Maybe uh, punching me down a little bit. Sure. But we're going to come out on the other side. Just a little bit poorer. Actually, maybe a lot of bit poorer, but it's fine. <laughs> but like a sourdough bread yeast, you will rise again. <laughs> oh, take me back to those simple times in like pretty early quarantine when I was like, I made bread. And this is, I'll never get, it. this is as good as it's going to get. And it's going to be this it won't go worse and it won't go better, but we'll have bread. I remember that time. You were quite strong then. <laughs> I was young and spry. Yeah. And just like that was when on the world. people were watching that uh, animal show. And oh, Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no. Yeah, maybe those were worse times. Actually, <laughs> listen. It hindsight was, is is something. You know. It's something. <laughs> Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing okay, given all of that. Yeah. Um, I will say, I am reveling in our new venture into TikTok. Listen. It's giving me a lot of joy. And let's not... let it, Don't get mistaken here. Let's not get it twisted. Allie and I have been on TikTok. For a while. Forever. I've been on it considerably longer than Allie has, but we have That's both true. now, I'd say, would be, have a, a you know, a, a substantial amount of time under our belts on the platform. Absolutely. But now we are posting. And that's a, conc- that's, what? Uh, that's an incredible, <laughs> hello? Uh, incredibly <laughs> different experience. 
Absolutely. I don't know. I thought I knew how, like, the app generally worked because I I use it every day of my life. Every day, yeah. But give me, get me into that creator kind of studio situation. I feel like I'm 8,000 years old. Yeah, I, listen, and this is nothing. However, uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is I have felt incredibly comfortable this past year. Like, if nothing else, like, can a depressed person do this? Yes. I have curated right. yes. a for you page. <laughs> like, my algorithm is incredibly strong in my brain. Yes. And I feel very confident in the work that I have done in doing that. However, the conversations that Cody and I have had this past week on, like, what should we be putting on there? I'm like, uh, what are the kids like? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, like... How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> like, literally, when, like, my past two years of teaching has only been market research for specifically this. If nothing You're else, right. like, I... Uh, yes, I've been teaching English and teaching social studies, but I've also been <laughs> learning what the kids like. And yet, when it came I'm time... I'm also conducting research. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm a scientist. And yet, when it came time to figure out what to actually put on there, I was like, I don't know what the fuck kids like. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that has been a fun, creative space to work with at this time. Huh. So, follow us there if you if you're on the TikTok... Yeah. I will say our For You page is definitely scary right now. <laughs> Whoa. Because it's like, it's like entry, like that first For You page you get when you first join TikTok. And you're like, what is this? And it's just like straight TikTok and like... I hate that. Weird general public TikTok. Um, so I'm trying to like go into the Twilight tags and just like everything, hoping the algorithm would change. It hasn't changed yet, but hopefully like <laughs> once we get a little bit more activity on there, we'll change the tides. But it's... It's a little bit like a war zone going in there right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm thankful for that. I have spent over the past week far more time on TikTok than I usually have, um, mm. which is saying something. Um, <laughs> because I, I usually, like, I have a, a time limit set on all my apps, um, but I, I use wow. it most. Responsible. I know. Um, I, it's a leftover thing from, like, back in the before times when, like, I went to school in person and now I just, like, I'm, I haven't bothered to turn it off. Sure. So yeah. now I just, like, usually ignore it. Um, but this past week I have, since we're going to be moving soon, I've decided that I want to become the kind of person who owns plants since we'll have light oh, in our home for the first time. Yes. And TikTok has been a wealth of knowledge about like plant people. Um, sure. And I've learned so much in the past week. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I like some people, not all people, am much more of an audiovisual learner. And so TikTok works much better for me that way than just like sure. looking at an article and being like, Huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to get out of this? And so that has been very helpful in just like 30 second little bits of knowledge. And like, totally. Maybe I won't kill plants anymore. Maybe. Whoa. I yeah, know. I believe in you. So maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. How are you doing outside of that? Any uh, other fun hmm. moments hmm. of joy? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let's, hmm, uh, hmm. <laughs> I 
I was short circuiting right now. I am. uh, You didn't catch that on the audio file. It'd be hard to pick up. I'm trying so hard, dear listeners, to stick with our four year rule of honoring this space as a a non noons, but also non news space for our personal health, but your personal health as well. Um, Right. So, other than that, I am doing well. I think that I am. We are getting very close to having to start actual moving things, mm-hmm. and I think the the prospect of a new project is, I think, is always helpful. In totally, yeah, in the abstract, but then it comes down to doing it, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is uh, bad and awful. <laughs> it's very different, um, especially yeah. when it comes to like moving. Um, cause moving yes. is, I've been just far enough removed from moving that I'm like, ah, oh, yes, it'll be so nice to move. Um, right. but then it's like, you actually have to do the moving and that is awful. Yeah. So I'm happy to, I'm moving ready to unequivocally be bad. One of the worst one might say. Yeah. Honestly, definitely up there. It's not great. Oh, no. so I'm ready to. But uh, good to luck. Know. It's Thank gonna you. be great. You're gonna have a sweet pad. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready for you to edit out a lot of uh, seagull sounds. Um, Ooh, that's fun. Uh, my actual nemeses are birds. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's gonna be a fun character arc for you. Just like being surrounded by the thing you fear most. Yeah. and hate most. Yeah, I. I'm looking forward to that part of my <laughs> life um, where I just have to, I, I, fuck y'all, I watched the birds way too young in my developmental life yeah. and cannot get past it. Don't like birds. Can't trust them. The birds work for the bourgeoisie, so I have a right to not trust them. So many, <laughs> it was too late for all of you. You came on too late. <laughs> they are my cryptid, you know, they are my cold one. Yeah. Totally. I don't trust them. We have a lot of Twilight news to get to this week, and we have... Oh, my God. We have so many chapters. Whoops. We, we have, like, five times the amount of chapters that we usually do. <laughs> Listen, it's... Life comes at you fast, and sometimes you realize that Midnight Sun is happening in a few weeks, and you it, gotta finish this dang book to read it, so... Caroline... We're gonna do a little bit of skimming, all right? It's okay. A bit of a speed run. Listen, trust me. We read this book. Trust us. We'll hold uh, your hand through this. It's okay. And it's it'll gonna be, fine. be okay. Don't freak out. There aren't any major details that you've missed. You'll be fine. Yeah. However, we do have some events to get to <laughs> as far as current events. First one being yes. Stephanie Myers in the midst of doing a bit of a press tour. A a bit. A bit of what? Just a just a little yeah. bit. Right. And one of the the bits of news that she has teased um, is that Midnight Sun is going to include a, a missing scene uh, from the original Twilight story. And this was something that was put out by a couple of different places. Um, the one that we're looking at in particular that is sharing this news is from Alt Press. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this... Is the most Stephanie way of releasing this news where <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's like, I'm going to tell you about this news, but I'm not going to give you any details. 
Right. It's so vague. It is. It's incredibly and so vague. Stephanie. Yeah. So, I I hate that. First of all, um, all we yes. get from this information is that when the book comes out, it is it include like it is a prequel to Twilight, which kind of c- confirms a little bit of what we discussed before. Um, mm-hmm. That it tells us a little bit more up to when Edward meets Bella, which right. good, a little good. bit of backstory. I, I assumed so, but it is nice to have that confirmation. what else would you put in those 700 pages? I, honest to God, I, are they all blank? Like, I don't know. Are they coloring I'm pages? I'm still like, baffled. Uh, I, I will need it in my hands I, to yeah. fully understand why the fuck it's that long. I have no idea. Um, I'm I'm very curious at this point, that's for sure. But the main thing that she's teasing here is that... The scene that apparently got cut from or the original Twilight book, um, that she had no idea why that she's now putting into Midnight Sun is based in the meadow. Mm-hmm. I'm it is unclear here if it is from like the OG meadow scene. I'm assuming it is. Um, but that is that's all she is saying here, other than it is just like it is a key detail that's it yeah and it is incredibly vague maybe he just like i don't know whips his dick out i don't know like what it what i would give for stephanie just to go a little horny just a little especially because it would be so out of character for blushing bride (laughs) edward right virginal edward cullen yeah to just be like fuck it like (laughs) <laughs> let's let's just do it here and just like finally yeah. give Bella what she wants after all this time. Right. Seriously. <sighs> it just ends right after that. It's like Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, God. It's How all... differently this series would have played out if Bella just gotten dicked down like she wanted to, you know? Unbelievably different. God. She would have been the, able to The things to they wait. could have prevented. They could have prevented a whole vampire war. Like, it would have been fine. She wouldn't have died twice. No! <laughs> Definitely not! Goddamn. Just, like... Oh, my God. That's the thing that I'm most... I excited i think is is not the appropriate word but i'm certainly sure. curious to see how edward's point of view has changed if at all like is he going yeah. to still be this blushing bride that we remember kind of throughout this series like is she still able to keep that tone the same yeah i think because when we last talked about like He's supposed to be super, super anxious in his perspective or whatever. Yeah. I think that'll definitely, like, lean into that very just, like, I don't know, like, oh, no, not me. Right. Kind of thing. I hope so. Um, the next piece of information that we have here, our next bit of news, um, comes from StephanieMeyer.com itself. Herself. Herself. <laughs> um, from the, from woman- the source. The myth, the legend. Yep. Um, would you like to share what this piece of news is, please? So. So. Stephanie. Stephanie. Is announcing, or has announced, her book tour. I'm going to use tour with the most amount of quotation marks you could put around a word. Yes. 
But I will also say she does use three exclamation points in the headline of this announcement. Yeah, the title of because this is a it's Stephanie Meyer. It's a Midnight Sun book tour announcement. Three exclamation points. Three of them. So. So. There are going to be two in-person events for the release of Midnight Sun. One on August 6th and one on August 8th. Apparently, one's on the West Coast and one's on the East Coast. They're not exactly sure where, but somewhere on the coasts. Both of which are having extreme peaks of cases right now. Right. I'm Yes, absolutely. Regardless of where you go on the coast, they are doing pretty not good right now. Yeah. In terms of cases. And so their whole thing is we'll do a little drive-in movie theater moment, right? Yeah. And... Stephanie Meyer will just be on a little podium, maybe with a little, uh, little, like, screen behind her, with a microphone, with the dulcet tones of Stephanie Meyer's voice going into your car radio. Great. As you're parked with a bunch of other cars, (laughs) with a bunch of other Twilight fans, or whatever, and somehow passed out the copies of Midnight Sun with signed book plates. I guess car to car? I don't, they don't really explain that. And then there'll be a screening of Twilight with Stephanie Meyer. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Here's all I Ah. can think of in this moment is that little, the little advertisement of the like, let's all go to the movies of the like dancing hot dog, but with Stephanie Meyer on (laughs) the face of the hot dog. I That's, cannot get that out of my it. mind right now. I hate that. Um, I will have nightmares about that. I'll close my eyes and that will just be burned into my eyelids. I um, So thanks. So here's the thing. I hate this. I hate it a lot. It's yeah, not it's not absolutely. gonna happen, is the thing. It's not. There's no way. No fucking way. There's, Beginning of August? No, it's no. Um, Come on. She Come does, on, Steph. There's, there's no way. She does end up saying, like, that there are going to be virtual events. One that is, yeah. quote, ticketed. And the other that is <laughs> open to the public. How? How? Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> she does also say in this <laughs> that <laughs> her main priority... Is keeping mm-hmm. everyone healthy. Right. So you say that. However. But. <laughs> but. But, huh? but Stephanie. <sighs> but Stephanie. She also mm-hmm. says. In the release of this book tour. She's like. I will also be doing. A contest. Now mm. there aren't specific dates on this. So I'm sure she could postpone this. till like things are a little bit loosey goosey. Right. But loose gooses is what? Sa- <laughs> you, Stephanie, and loose gooses. Yeah, Stephanie and her loose gooses. Where you could win an intimate evening with Stephanie Meyer, mm. your favorite bookstore, mm. and 20 friends. 20. She Two says zero. she comes up with a better name, though. Yeah, that's the whole name of the contest. Loose Gooses with Stephanie Meyer. That's worse. That is worse. Yeah, that... It was um, already bad. That is worse. 
Are you a ima- Stephanie? Are you imagining laser tag in this bookstore <laughs> so that we're far apart from each other? Because that sounds also, rad as hell. Right, that's pretty sick. I would love to just play laser tag with Stephanie Meyer. Could you fucking imagine? Her strategy that- would probably be very sporadic and nightmarish. <laughs> I would love it. No, but- Cody. Can you imagine? <laughs> she'd she'd say no, and she'd rather just read in a corner. That's true. She's not like other girls. She's not gonna like play laser tag with the boys i want to play laser tag like, with stephanie meyer so fucking bad i can't think about I anything can't. else that's all i want now forever i if i die i want like the first thing i do before that the last thing i do before i die is to play step like laser tag with stephanie meyer uh, my make a wish is to play that. laser tag with stephanie meyer that's true also could you imagine winning this yeah fuck and inviting yeah, dude. 20 friends? I don't have 20 friends. What the, what the Who fuck am I going to invite? 20 friends, let alone 20 friends that will want to ball out with Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> Can you imagine sending one of those, like, MLM email or, or like, messages on oh Facebook to your friends? Like, yeah, I promise absolutely. this it's is not... It just becomes a Facebook scam where you're, like, ref- referring all these other people. We just, we'll bring our listeners. I'm going to message my fucking cousin and be like, I promise you this is not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> They're making me invite 19 other people. You all have to buy the book, but it's fine. Other than that, it's totally free. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's, (sighs) yeah. So, that's, get ready for that in 2030. Right, exactly. When we do that, (laughs) safely. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Cody, I want to play laser tech so fucking bad right now. I know, I know. Anyways, day, whenever man. we can go indoors at some point <laughs> with other people, I'm going to play yeah. laser tag. It's, that's what you deserve. Thank you so much. I wouldn't even know Absolutely. the nearest place to play laser tag, uh, but it's fine. Um, we have a question here from one of our patrons. Uh, Ooh. It is from Kelly Beck. Would you mind reading it? Yes. Kelly Beck asks, I can't remember if y'all have talked about this before, but what is Joe's astrological sign? I always assumed that Penn Badgley- I have this pulled up, so if you'd like to do a guess, I will confirm or deny. Um, I just always assumed that he was a water sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) I, Can we be a bit more specific? I feel like we talked about this at some point. Maybe we have. I I think he's a cancer. Like, in my heart. You are correct. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Like, he gives <laughs> off strong cancer energy, and that is... I don't know if this list is accurate, because it's also very specific, so I don't know how they would know this, but there are also other sites that have generally this information. So I'm going to say this is right. Okay. So here we go. Sun sign. Cancer. Mm. He's a Gemini rising. Oh, fuck off. Okay. (laughs) And he's a Scorpio moon. I feel so cold out right now. What the fuck? I know. (laughs) This, like, why? What is it about us specifically in that we are just, like, the same combination of signs as, like, every terrible protagonist we talk about. 
I don't know. But, okay. What's going on? Are we good? No. <laughs> the answer is no. Okay, well, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. We're definitely not good. But, like, are we good? No. The answer is the answer is a hard, underlined, and bolded no. Um, yeah. And I don't want to talk about why. <laughs> um <laughs> But if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Penn Badgley is a Scorpio. And yeah, it says November first, so that's Scorpio. Fuck, mm. King shit. <laughs> um, because I think that okay. So Joe's sign makes a lot more sense on book Joe. Yes, certainly. That contextualizes a lot. Penn more brings from- that Scorpio scampy energy exactly to the tv show pen totally pen makes a lot more sense on why tv joe makes everyone attracted to tv joe and it's because pen makes every person that he embodies a scorpio (laughs) like yeah (laughs) no matter who he is trying to embody he makes them a scorpio Totally. But Joe in the book is definitely a cancer. And that makes a lot more sense to me. God damn it. Kelly Beck with these good (laughs) questions. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly Beck. Thank you, Kelly Beck. Coming in hot. We have nine chapters this week. Which sounds... (laughs) It sounds like a lot and it is a lot. Here's what I'll say, though. This section of chapters is oddly well-fitting to be discussed in one episode for us. Yeah. Because it is it is oddly kind of like one scene. Yeah, seriously. And I, I we could not have planned this better. I don't know we how had... we did it, but I'm proud of us. Yeah, I agree. I think that it actually kind of works out to be discussed in one time. Um, yeah. So I think... In a, in a weird way, I think that this is actually kind of appropriate to kind of return back to our roots um, and not necessarily go uh, depth in chapters this week, but rather just a breath um, yeah. and discuss these as more of a, a scene space. Um, I don't know about you, but I, reading these as like a section, I was like in it with these. yes. It was definitely very engrossing. Yeah, and I I have not felt that often with this book. But I was no, like definitely not with this one. <laughs> no. Um, certainly not. But I was I was definitely in it cuz when we last left off 2 weeks ago, um Joe was being a piss boy and had like texted uh 40 and was like we need to talk and they were going to it was like that breakup text. Um Yeah. And chapter 40, ironically, starts off with 40 just like, it's, this chapter 40 also starts off, because I'm reading this on my Kindle, at 69% of the way through this book. Sick. So, very nice. Um, Hell yeah. 40 is, 40 is gone, girl. Yeah, she's out of (laughs) here. Um, which definitely Where in the world is 40? In San Diego. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> but he's in California. He's just gone. Uh, <laughs> and this is definitely the part of... This definitely felt to me where the book takes a hard turn. Yes. And from the TV show. <laughs> yeah, the biggest pivot, I think, 
and that has been made in this book. And it feels like it's one of those, like, we are taking a a left turn and we are not coming back <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 40's Gone Girl, and similar to, like, how it was in the TV show, it seems like, oh, like, the family's gonna freak out, but he'll be fine kind of thing. Right. Um, Love, as usual, is, like, freaking out over 40. She's a hot mess. She's screaming and crying and being pissy. She very much feels more like a one-dimensional character in the book than she does in the TV show. And I'm glad that even though we were very skeptical of her in the TV show, she ended up having a lot more dimension. Yeah, she was definitely like a full person. Because in the book, it is not that way at all. (laughs) No, like her only personality trait is that she's a twin. Yeah, and that she's... And that's, like, super stressed in these chapters, too, where she's like, oh, my God, it's so hard to be, like, tethered to this other person or whatever. It's like, that's it? You have no other defining characteristics or any desires or aspirations or wants or anything that makes you a person? And it's a real shame, because at least, like, even though most of what we saw about love in You Season 2 had to deal with her relationships with other men like it was her and 40 and her i can't remember if the other dude in you season two was named milo but like the australian was yeah okay right um ex-boyfriend or whatever yeah and but she still had her relationship with her friends too like and her family and that kind of stuff outside of 40 yeah there was still dynamics outside of 40 and in this in the book, it does not feel that way at all. No. So, it is a, it's definitely a shame. This chapter definitely feels, it feels like a filler chapter to me. Yeah, totally. Where it isn't until the end of this that we find out where 40 is. Uh, like, all of a sudden, after what feels like several days um, him, where Joe was just, like, dunking on Love's parents and the fact that yeah. Love's mom has, like, several purses. And he's like, ugh, she's so bougie. How dare she? God, the wealth of these people. How dare she take out her wallet and put it into a different purse when she comes over here? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, that Forty ends up texting Joe and asking him to, quote, grab some grub. T- Hey, dude, want to meet up? It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. And dude, he... you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, we, like, called the police. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, all he says is, I, when I first read this, I interpreted what Forty's text as, like, just the 101, like, the highway. I'm assuming that he's saying it, like, there's a re- like a diner that's called the 101, yeah, but I was I think just that's like, what they say later that it's like it's called the 101 or something. But I was like, what? The- Can you at least like pick your location? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Meet me on the highway. You'll find me. It's I'm yeah. just hanging out. Which would be a very forty thing to do. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but Joe is now on this mission of, like, I'm gonna fucking kill this dude. And that only increases at this point. Right. Um, chapter 41 is just 
Joe, the equivalent of just Joe, like, clenching his fists to the point where it feels like he's just gonna, like, crack a table and, like, splinter it <laughs> off or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where he, they are just sitting here at this diner. Forty is, like, blazed as fuck, just getting some carbs in his system to sober up. Right. And Flirting Joe, with every waitress. With every person. <laughs> yeah, every human being. And Joe's like, so you stole all my shit. You're getting all the credit for it. Are you going to apologize or anything? And Forty's like, listen, 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 dude. You're new in Hollywood. You got to pay your dues. <laughs> and Joe's like, I'm yeah. going to fucking kill this man. I don't <laughs> care who sees. You think you could make one funny or die sketch and just get credit for the things that you wrote? <laughs> Come on. I think his exact words were something like, you think this town owes you for something? Because what? (laughs) You fuck my sister and you have a flair for dialogue? And it's like, oh my god. (laughs) 40? It's honestly a very good read of Joe. It is. It's it's very apropos, I think. (laughs) You have a flair for dialogue? Doesn't mean shit. Based on Joe's inner dialogue, I highly doubt it was that good anyway. No, yeah, no way. (laughs) At this point, there's Forty continues to flirt, um, and Joseph is like actually set. He's not hyperbolic at this point when he's like, "I'm I'm going to kill this guy. I don't care like yeah. who sees." Um, and he keeps insist. Joe keeps insisting, anyways. Like, are you going to tell your sister where you are? Are you going to tell your parents where you are? Um, and Forty's like, "Nah, dude. Like." They don't give a shit. Like, my sister loves me. They'll figure it out. Um, yeah. They love searching for me. It's, like, what they love to do. Um, I'm just going to go to Vegas and get another script out. And that is what he does um, with this, like, what Joe says is this, like, huge bag of drugs in his car. Right. So, of course, in the next chapter... Um, we see Joseph driving to Vegas. Um, hell yeah. Life is a highway, baby. Hell yeah. I love that for you. <laughs> that can, <laughs> Joe in Vegas can only work out well. Yeah. So he tells Love he has a hunch that 40 is in Vegas. Um, and Love, who, again, one-dimensional at this point, but knows her twin brother enough, is like, Joseph, I'm his twin. Um, I would know he's in Vegas. And so Love is like, well, if he's going to go to Vegas, here are all the places that he usually goes. Here are all the casinos that he usually goes. Here are the slots that he likes and, like, gives him a very detailed list. And Joe's like, "Mm, uh, I'm going to ignore that. And decides to go his own way. So, great. Thank you, Joseph. I love that you... Choose to ignore the person that you say that you love. I thought that it was worth mentioning Joseph's uh, costume, his, like, disguise in Vegas, because... Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to go into more detail, please? Because it's perfect. I can. Um, As soon as he... I think that he picked it up as soon as he got into Vegas. Um, (laughs) So... It's awful. Um, But apparently it's enough that... Because I guess 
Joe has described as being just normal enough that I think that this would actually work, which is wild. Yeah. Um, just like a regular just, Joe Schmo, you know? Just a, vi- just a bro. Um, yeah. So he gets a Colts jersey and a baseball cap. And this is his, what he considers um, his generic Vegas bro costume that is going to help him disguise into any sort of situation. And fuck if it doesn't work, I guess. <laughs> and so he calls himself Mr. Average America, and it it works. Um, and so he continues to kind of shadow 40 as he goes along into these casinos. He's making an absolute fool of himself. Um, and this is... There are bits of this scene um, in the casino that actually made it into the TV show. I was surprised how they ended up adapting it. um, Because I assumed, personally, that the scene in the Palm Springs Hotel was what was adapted when Joe and Forty were locked in the hotel room. When they get, like, super high. Super high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of a linear movement. Um, But there's... But the part in this chapter where Forty is, like, super fucked up and pays the bride and groom, well, (laughs) to, like, kiss the bride, um, is, like, in that TV scene as well. Yes. So... Yeah, correct. There's, it's just interesting to me what they ended up actually including into the TV show. Right. It's like a weird alternate universe version of it. It is. It's kind of the same, but it's just they're in Vegas and it's like, the stakes are different and it's like weird. It's, it's just different enough to feel incredibly disorienting. Totally. Yeah. Uncanny Valley for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) and there's just some stuff that like Forty does since he's so fucked up, um, that, Joe thinks is weird, but it also just reads weird. Like, Forty says that he's not here in Vegas alone, that he's here with his girlfriend, Love. Um, mm. And it's just like, what? why? Like, <laughs> hey, why? Why would you say that? Um, but again, <laughs> like, who knows how much he's had, and it's just one of those things. So it's like, I don't know. Um, eventually, he gets to the point where... Um, he, Joe texts Forty and decides to meet up with him, um, as his, I think he says as his drug dealer. They go to meet in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Joe is pretty set at this point that he is going to, to kill Forty. Um, yeah. not only for, like, everything of, like, stealing his fucking scripts and stuff, but also... Um, he's watched him at this point, like, he considers him, I guess, like, too privileged, um, of just, right. like, making he's like, I mess. have to correct you and the world by getting rid of you. <laughs> yeah, it's, and he's still also texting Love, being like, nope, I, uh, haven't seen him, uh, weird. I'm looking I, real hard, babe. <laughs> I checked all the casinos you said that he goes to all the time, and I just haven't seen him. Yeah. But they meet up. 
at the grocery store or like the gas station or whatever. Um, Forty's super happy to see him and they decide to, because he's so fucked up, they decide to go on a like road trip together and he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. And they end up at a, a like fucking hotel that I know of from fucking Ghost Adventures. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> which is my This is a real bear. place? I thought this was like a fictional bit. Oh no. It's like clown hotel? No, That's this real? is a real place. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah, this is like a real like haunted place. Oh, I hate it. I hate that. I hated reading it thinking it was fiction and I hate it more knowing it actually exists. Yeah, no, this is a real place. Like the clown hotel is real. Has oh, the what? has a graveyard next to it. Like this is oh, like my real God. real. Why is that, does that exist? That's a place where you only go to do murders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's like this old, old motel that is like four, three or four, maybe more hours out of Vegas. And it's just yeah. like on the freeway in the middle of nowhere. And it's just... Yeah, it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Um, I cannot I f- believe that. That is I- unreal. Yeah, the photo I put in our show notes is the real clown motel. Oh my uh, god, I and hate it. With the, um, it doesn't have the graveyard in the photo, but there's just like a fucking graveyard next to it. It's terrifying. <sighs> uh, but yeah. The vibes are so bad. <laughs> it's It is so cursed. Um, but yeah, so they end up at this place and they act like they're going to check in and stay at this motel. And Joe does the smartest thing that he's done in this yeah. whole, the whole series so far, where he stays at the car. Like he lets Forty go and check in for them. Which nice. Very it's like good. he's it's like he's learning from his mistakes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um and Growth they, we love it. I love to see it. <laughs> um <laughs> love that for love that for him. Um and they don't end up staying there long because Forty wants to go and check out the hot springs. Um because everyone when they're in Nevada, um in the fucking hot sun loves to get ayahuasca and go to the hot springs together. As you do with the boys, (laughs) with the boys, with the boys. (laughs) And also at the end of this chapter, fucking 40 turns on Joe's music and he has his pitch perfect mashup on. So (laughs) if that's not vibes folks, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You ever just do ayahuasca with the boys listening to pitch perfect? After Sometimes leaving the clown motel, <laughs> you're Sometimes. definitely not going to get murdered. Nothing about that is weird or sketchy at all. That feels like those haunted videos on TikTok where they get those like uh, coordinates and they have to yes go yeah. to them. Oh no! So thanks. cursed. No thanks. Hate it. And they're always channeling like death or something. It's like why? I hate, don't uh, test the spirits like that. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. So, chapter 44. They end up at these hot springs. The way that Joe describes them is that they're just two brown holes in the desert. (laughs) 
And yeah. folks, um, that's exactly how I feel about hot springs. I yeah. remember the first time that we, because we, where I grew up in Portland, we had hot springs about an hour out from us. And I remember the first time that I went to them, it was also in the summer. And I was like, why the fuck would I want to go in the summer to hot springs? Why? Yeah. It's hot. I want cold. Why? (laughs) As a kid, it made absolutely no sense to me. And this is the same exact thing. Why would I want to go sit in hot water when it's hot out? That makes, I don't get that. No. That's good reasoning. Yeah. Good logic. (laughs) Um, And the way that this is described with this fucking like used condom next to it, it just, this is, this is how I personally understand like modern hot springs is they are just like used and not respected. Yeah. Um, so, Forty is, like, in it. He is loving it. He is incredibly drugged up at this point. Not to mention, if I remember correctly, Joe has also done his usual MO at this point of the Percocet water. That's his fun little calling card. It is. Which, if Joe had any sense at all, he would know that serial killers are very easy to spot if they have a consistent MO. Right. If you're just doing the same damn thing every time. Right, exactly. And every time they do an autopsy, they're like, oh, they ingested a lot of Percocet. Weird. Interesting. Huh. Weird, if that's not their usual thing. My guy, come on. God damn it. And he keeps doing the thing where he's, like, reiterating in his head, like, don't do the mug of piss thing again. Well. Yeah. It seems like you're doing that again. <laughs> Seems like you're worrying a little bit too much about the mug of piss and not actually that you're doing the mug of piss always, every time you do a crime. Exactly. Interesting. Um, so, Forty is trying to convince Joe to go into this hole of hot water, and Joe does not have the proper words to tell Forty that he does not want to go in that water because he's going to kill him in a few minutes. And right. so he's just like, uh, I'm so good, actually. I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm actually really busy. I have I'm something else so busy. Do. I'm really distracted by this butter knife that you trekked from California to Nevada with you. Um, and so at some point he attempts to drown Forty in this little puddle of water. Mm-hmm. It seems like it worked. Right. So great. You know? <laughs> Go f- Good for Joe. <laughs> he did it. Great. And then at the end of this chapter, to, as he says, quote, like, celebrate, um, he does a, a little celebratory bump of drug. Because... Yeah, he's literally like, I don't do drugs, I've never done a drug, but when there's just cocaine swimming next to a corpse that you just killed... When in Rome, you know? Sure. Sure, great. Why not? Sure, great. Sure, uh, great. Sure, great. Chapter 45 starts, and you'd think, oh, okay, so Joe accomplished what he needed to do. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to go back to love now. He he does not do that. Um, yeah. Instead, <laughs> he's headed across the country to Little Compton. Again. My dude. Because because when you just kill someone, the best place to go... Go back to your old stomping grounds, baby. Relive that last kill. 
you know? The best part of killing friends is <laughs> folders <laughs> in your cup. <laughs> There's something That's not there. how it goes? That's not how it goes? I think, that, I think that's how it goes. Um, that's the new way to do it, yeah. He's just, he's been incredibly fixated on this mug of urine, and he's like, I cannot let this be on my undoing. Um, yeah. And so he's just gonna fucking, he's gonna go get it. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna reverse go engineer <laughs> and go back I'd, and grab it. Yeah. And again, okay. we keep talking about this mug of piss. It is almost certainly evaporated and does not exist anymore. <laughs> There's no scientifical reality in which that piss is still in that mug, perfectly pristine as it was. Fucking how you, a year ago. You cannot convince me that that mug of urine is not just fruit leather anymore. Yeah, seriously. There's no way. There's no way. I will not stand for this. I will not. There's, it's just science at this point. Yeah. It just is. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm not a scientist, yeah. but it is just science. Yeah, but, <laughs> So, at this point, he is headed to Little Compton for the sole reason that apparently um, Peach's family has just recently had a press conference. Peach's mother is like, there's no way that my daughter killed herself. Um mm. She was murdered. So, you all have to figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, great. Um, womp womp. And, and so, Joe. Joe knows that he is very close to something going wrong, and he needs to figure it out. As soon as he gets there, um, he knows better than to get a fucking convertible like he did last time, and he's gonna go get his mug of piss. This, however is where shit starts to really hit the fan for good old yes. Joe. <laughs> um, <laughs> because he goes to the motel in Little Compton. From what I understand, it seems like it's the same motel that he was in with Amy Adams Singular. Um, yeah, I think so. And he just immediately passes the fuck out. Because... One, as you do, airplanes are hard, um, but also yeah. because from that whole time in Vegas was about, tw- like, a, just a little bit over a day, and Joe did not sleep during that entire time, which is so difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, as soon as he wakes up and starts to figure this out... Um, the first thing that Joseph does is figures that he's just going to walk the beach and just walk into the Salinger house. Um, <laughs> I love the confidence of this man. Right. Bless his soul for thinking. <laughs> would work. Um, <laughs> even though there is just media everywhere. Every possible right. place there could be. Um, so instead, he decides to order a whole bunch of food. Just as much yeah. as possible. And walk up to the Salinger house as if he is a food delivery person. Nice. Not the worst idea. Not the worst Uh, idea Joe's ever had. (laughs) No. A little bit more subtle than just walking up 
to the house. Right. In- just opening the front door, you know? <laughs> um, Ringing and- the doorbell, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and so as soon as the door ring, or as soon as the door is answered, um, he is immediately dismissed saying, hey, just deliver this food to the nearby women's shelter um, because... <laughs> Um, Peach was very passionate about women's rights, uh, and we don't need the food. And, (laughs) um, and... Actually, on terms of feminism, we cannot accept those. Thank you, though. Right, exactly. Um, and then another person comes by that's also part of the family, and they insist they can't take it, um, and give Joe a $5 bill and shut the door on him. (laughs) (laughs) After asking also if he speaks English. Um, and he's very upset about this. So yeah. he has to figure out another option. Um, and this other option is that he gets on Tinder um, and finds Peach's cousin who is there at this time um, and tries to uh, hit her up <sighs> at the only bar that is in Little Compton. Just so gross. It is. Um, but not directly by hitting right. her up. He's like, I'll do, because they always have a friend. Right. They'll always have a little friend, so I'll just hit up the little friend and see if that works. It's not gross if I just, it's not her, you know? No. So he, um, he hits on the, essentially the Beck component of this situation. Um, yeah. Gets Jessica who's uh, Peach's cousin, Jealous. Um, and since he is flirting with the the Beck component, I think her name is, like, Dana or something, um, mm-hmm. his goal is to take Dana home, assuming that she is staying at the Salinger residence. Um, yeah. Spends all this effort, as he says, um assuming that he would take her home just to find out that Dana is staying at an Airbnb um, because there is a lot of effort and like a lot of people um, at the Salinger house right now. And so he says that it was a waste of his time and his effort. And he has to try something else at this point. (laughs) Back to the old drawing board. (laughs) Yep. And so he has to start over. Chapter 47, he is wandering, Joe's wandering around um, Little Compton at this point. And who does he run into but Officer Nico, who... Oh, good friend. Good good friend. friend, Officer Nico, who remembers Joe as Spencer Hewitt, the guy who wrecked his car. Yeah. Um... Was it wrecked his car or was it... No, I think it was that he was asleep in that little, like, shed near the Salinger house or something. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and the officer who, like, aggressively knows and, like, associates, like, knows Joe's face. Anyways. Right. Totally. This scene, like, aggressively cracked me up um, of, like, why Caroline put this in here um of because of the fact that it's like it's in the morning in this small town this officer is with his like cycling friends and they're just like shooting shit um but anyways um it was just a little odd moment in here 
So at the end of this chapter, um, Joe is back in his motel room. He thinks there's like bed bugs in his motel room. He's like itching all over. Um, And he's thinking about love um, and also love, like capital L love, but also lowercase l love. And he realizes the problem um, and why he's here is because he wants to marry her and like he wants to get this figured out. Um, The door (sighs) ends up ringing, knocking, whatever. Um, And he thinks it's Officer Nico and he's like, oh, fuck, like everything's going to go bad. Um, Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Um, And he says it's someone worse and it's love. And this is where shit hits the fan, like, again. Like a thousand times. <laughs> like, it it starts to, like, escalate even more. So, Love is here, and he's like, Joe was shocked. He's like, how dare she be here? How did you get, how did you know? Yeah. And Love <laughs> cracks me up here. She's like, excuse me, um... You think I couldn't find you? Like, my dad has figured out ways to be able to track 40 because he knows how to, like, find people by their phone records and knows how to, like, track their expenses. And the only reason that we weren't able to find 40 to begin with is because he knows how to not do those things. You used your ID and your credit card. Your credit card, yeah. (laughs) Like... Joseph, you weren't trying on. to hide, dude. <laughs> yeah. Got got. And so Joe thinks that the only way to solve this problem of why he's in Little Compton is not to say that he was cheating or anything, but to just tell love the truth. Everything. All of it. Besides 40. Besides killing her brother. <laughs> Other than that. Everything. Everything. She just sits there and listens. And he assumes, like, uh, I don't know what he assumes. I guess that, like, either it's going to be awful and she's going to rat him out and go to the police or this is his person. At the end of this, she's like, "Mm, I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Because, like, what, what do you, how do you respond to that, I guess? That's a fair Um, question. uh, Yeah. It's a, it is a lot for her to handle. Um, She's, he's kind of, I guess, bracing for the worst of all this. I guess before she says that she's going to go and all this part. um, She does also tell him about Roosevelt. Who is this puppy. The dog. it was a puppy that 40 killed? Yes. Okay. Because he... Yeah, because he, like, he didn't like 40, and he only liked spending time with love, and he was like, you're mine, and then he, like, killed the dog, basically. Yeah. And so I found this an also an interesting change from the TV show, because this is supposed to be, like, the au pair thing, right? Yes. And yeah. they just... This feels quite a not, I mean, 
killing a, an animal is not innocuous. But compared right. to the au pair story that right, they had situation. is quite a step up. Yeah. That they and had. And also, like, Joe, too, is like, well, I've never killed an animal. So it's like, we're not even on the same page, love. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, it was, it was a very odd thing that they had here. Especially since we are, we still have about 15% of this book left. And this is when Love drops the pregnancy bombshell. Yeah. And he's like, what? (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Two Spider-Men pointing at each other like, what? What? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So this is... This is the part where, you know, love is like, this has been a lot. I'm going to lay down and and kind of take a breather here. Yeah. Joe goes to the bathroom to take a shower. Um, And when he's done, um, he can't open the door. And he realizes it's not just like that the door is budged, but there's something outside that is like blocking the door. And he's like, oh, shit, like. She probably invented that story about the dog. She probably invented the baby just so that, like, she could get away from me and it worked. (laughs) Which, valid. Yeah. So, most of chapter 49 is a lot of, like, what happened with Joe in the glass cage. Where it's a lot of him being like, oh shit, like everything's wrong with me. I'm the monster now. And he says like now, like he wasn't right. the monster before, but just now. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to think a lot about like, what ifs of like, will they let me watch 40s movies in prison? Like <laughs> thinking a lot about these hypotheticals. And I guess what feels like several hours at this point, um, Love shows up and, I guess, moves the thing from over the door. And he's like, uh, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Hey, Um, real quick, what? Um, and what we find out is that she didn't leave to go to call the police in typical love fashion. Um, she got the mug back from the Salinger house. (sighs) And... Here's the thing that really fucked me up, fam. The description of this, I'm assuming that the description of this is about the mug and not the the urine inside, but listen yes. to this. The phrasing is bad, I will say. <laughs> it's the mug from the Salinger house. It's bluer than I remember, <laughs> and I would know it anywhere. And it's dry, and it's in my hands, my freedom. The traces of my urine grainy and visible (sighs) in the interior. Jesus. I hate that so much. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it so much. (laughs) But what a way to go. What a way to end. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So... I, from what I guess is that like, maybe, and and we'll have to figure out next week, but maybe this is the Amy, or maybe this is the Candace situation. It's like, maybe she did right. a murder. Yeah, maybe. Um, But I, maybe she has more dimensions to her than just being a sad time. 
Yeah, one could hope. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I want her to do a crime, but I would (laughs) prefer her to be something other than just, like, sad all the time. that's understandable. Yeah. It's like a, um, it's what, like, they do to Michelle Williams in every movie she's in. Yeah. Just, like, sad wife all the time. Yeah. And I hate that. You know what I don't hate, though? What? I don't hate our patrons. Oh, I we love our patrons. I love our patrons. Great segue. Um, and we we have a great gift for them this week. Um, of thanking our patrons with the BuzzFeed Twilight section. Amazing. Um Notably, the titles of BuzzFeed Twilight quizzes. Yes. Shout out Maggie Quinn. Pew, pew, Who's going to be everyone's personality matches a vampire or a shapeshifter. Which are you? Damn. All right. Shout out to Katie Weber. Boing, boing, boing. Who's going to be... Are you more Bella Swan or Alice Cullen? Nice. Shout out to Zoe Steele, who's going to be, which Harry Potter, Twilight, and Hunger Games characters are you a perfect combo of? Holy shit. (laughs) All right. Shout out to Rebecca Cullen, who's going to be, if you can get a five on this AP Twilight villains test, I'll be very impressed. Shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Who's going to be sorry, but if you can't identify 9 out of 12 of these books just by their covers, you're not a 2000s girl. Whoa. (laughs) Alright, shout out to Amy Taylor. Who's going to (laughs) be... Okay, sorry book nerds, but you can only keep (laughs) one book per series and it's nearly impossible. Shout out Mulch Gray. Mulch! Who's gonna be prove you have good taste in food, and we'll reveal if you'll marry Edward Cullen or Jacob Black. Holy shit. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Brown Town. Yes. Lotner. Yes. Yes. Uh, who's gonna be do you give off vampire energy or werewolf energy? It's a great question. Shout out Kelly Beck. Pew, 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 pew. Who's going to be only Twilight fans with an excellent memory can recognize these characters with their faces erased. Can we talk about how scary that image is, please? I don't want to, actually. <laughs> oh, it is haunting. All right. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Boing, boing, boing. Who's going to be, if you've seen Twilight, come see how well you remember the unforgettable baseball scene. Hell yeah. And shout out to our newest patron, Dana Kavanaugh. I hope I'm saying that right. Please correct us if we are incorrect. But welcome to the family. And you're going to be... It's weird, but I'll tell you your soulmate's eye color based on how you rewrite Twilight. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, And last, but certainly not least, is Sophia Salinger. Who's going to be... Who's going to be? 
Uh, let's see if you'd eliminate the same parts of Twilight as everyone else. Nice. Um, I'm genuinely very curious about that one. <laughs> All right. We have a fan fiction today um, yeah. from Taylor Brown Town Lawner. Um, Shout out. <laughs> and this is one that Taylor Brown Town Lawner and their friend wrote. Um, here is the description that was sent over. It says... Hi, Allie and Cody. Here's another one of the self-insert fanfics my friend and I wrote. There is no excuse. It's just very silly. It's called <laughs> Oh My Mushrooms, Felivia and Sophie Meet the Collins. In the chapter below, everyone tries out for American Idol. I don't, I really don't remember this, but crossover of the century, am I right? Also, <laughs> Earlier in the story, we gave all the characters nicknames, including, but not limited to, Carlisle as Dr. Feelgood and Edward as Stupid Shiny Volvo Owner. I don't think they make an appearance in this chapter, but I just needed you to know. I love that. So, um, this is from chapter 12, which is when I was recommended to start reading. Context for you, both of the self-insert characters have just auditioned for American Idol. And now Emmett is about to do his audition. Oh, yes. Okay. Emmett had somehow found a cape in the building and put it on over his all-yellow suit. According to him, when he walked in, all three of them had a look that basically said, what's with the cape? Though with Brandy, it was more like, yo, what up with the cape, yo? So what song are you going to sing? Simon asked. I'd rather surprise you with it, Emmett had said with a mischievous smirk. He took off the cape and threw it at Simon, and he belted out very horribly because none of us wanted to go on to the next round. We just wanted to do it for the laughs. In the town where I was born <laughs> lived a man who sailed to sea, and then it continues with the rest of the yellow submarine uh, mm -hmm. lyrics, in its perpetuity. And during his singing, he thought it'd be amusing to try and do a very sexy dance. And at one point, jumped up onto the judges' tables and then somehow ended up in Simon's lap and grinding against him. Simon's response was, well, not very pleasant and involved a lot of bleeping out in the TV version. Brandy and Paula both gave him negatives on his moving on to Hollywood and he started to cry and then just like that went into a fetal position in the middle of the audition space. Then he ran out of the audition room, and when Paula got up to try and comfort him, Ryan Seacrest was standing right outside the door, and Emmett had no idea. Emmett came bursting through the door and ended up breaking Ryan's nose. Emmett, still pretending to cry, <laughs> whispered, oh crap, to us, grabbed me, and we, <laughs> we took off back home trying not to get caught by someone. End scene. Wow. <sighs> Listen, that sometimes... You just need to sing Yellow Submarines on TV. It you happens. Know? You know? I think that that still falls under the, you know, have privacy moment yeah. from the Volturi. I think that's our human right, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone wants to meet Simon, Paula, and Randy at once in their life, you know? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, Taylor, thank you for sending that in. Um, and thank please you. send all of them in in perpetuity. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, as we say here on the East Coast and the West Coast of the drive-in spaces. <laughs> the Stephanie Meyer World Tour. <laughs> get bit. <laughs> and get whipped. <laughs> Woo! Just wave your little Stephanie Meyer hot dog around. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.